0: is the Upstate Lacrosse Show, covering all aspects of lacrosse in upstate New York. College, high school, professional. Brought to you by... Empower Federal Credit Union, Saltine Warrior Sports Pub, Kenny and Kenny Law, Tully's, and Highfield Enterprises. Here are your hosts, former Syracuse lacrosse four-time All-American Rick Beardsley and Stephen Fonte.
1: It's the only 60-minute radio show in central New York dedicated entirely to the sport of lacrosse. I'm Stephen Fonti. He's Rick Beardsley. It's the Upstate Lacrosse Show. We've got you for the next hour at 315-437-7644. I hear there's like some sort of big basketball game in town today.
2: I'll be honest, I was out there all last night. I'm on four. Which one am I on? Three or four? I got it. Three. My Sorry, folks. I'm a now we're going back and forth. It's like I'm handling. Two microphones at one time. Okay, you, somebody just set me off. I was out last night, uh, happened to run in uh, to uh, Keith Owens and Rodney Dumpston, who happened to be with Derek Coleman and a whole host, John Wallace of guys. And uh, there might be a big basketball game in town, obviously. But there's a huge lacrosse game in town this week. Huge test for the orange. And that's where I was going with this. Yes, so, I know where you lead into. Just to- Folks, I'm going to say this. Steve has never been this awake. <laughs> He's never like this in the it's morning. Game, he it's was, game day. Like, he was losing it. Game day. I told you. If it is a game day, you and I in uh, hoops again, or what's the deal? Not today. Are you sure? Not today. I'm a little busy today. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna tell you right. I'm. I may not look that fit, but I can go. All right. All right. Good. Um, just to play off of what you said, seeing John Wallace and all the legends in town, uh, the greatest collection ever of SU legends in town today over at destiny USA, eight of them lined up Sherman Douglas, Lawrence, That's I, Cove, saw. And Billy I, saw, I
2: saw Lomo, I, I see Lomo all the time. He's one of my favorite guys you know, that I've ever had. I mean, I, you know, remember when I was in school, right? It was, it was, uh, you know, there were so many great players, Scotty McCorkle, all those guys I loved them. You know, coach Hopkins. I love Mikey, but. I really did love Lawrence Moton. He's a character unto itself. And then I used to be sitting next to him. I'd be out with him late night, going where we had to go, and I start laughing now. I was next to the all-time leading
1: scorer in the Big East. We should stop out there this afternoon. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. i got a and a that I'll be hosting from 3 until 4 they Are going to ask o'clock. questions about me? It's, it's then that's the why open. I'm going okay. It's wide. You can you can go and ask a question about yourself if you would like. Oh, Q and A. It's open to the, I, I open would, to the I public. I would say
2: this. Okay, how many of you guys are four time All Americans?
1: <laughs> None of you. Okay. Exactly. There we are. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that is terrible. such a Rick Beardsley. Move. I know it is. God, I stink. All right. all right. Let's talk some lacrosse. And I tell you what. Um, what a surprise we saw last week. I actually
2: picked with my heart last week. I didn't pick with my heart. I wanted to pick with my heart. Albany is terrible. I mean, I there's no other way to that's say take it. So away from they're, it? They're, that's your takeaway from it? That's your takeaway from a me. 13-5 win? Listen to me. Syracuse did a lot of good things. They neutralized Nanakoke. They had a good defensive scheme. They shot, I mean, Bradley Voigt shot pretty well. Everybody else shot pretty good. Uh, I will tell you this. Albany was disorganized. They had high school defensive concepts. They conceded. On face-offs, I couldn't believe it. They were just standing up, letting them win. I've never seen. I grew up with Scott Marr. I mean, I, I mean, he, my mother cut his parents' hair, his hair. Like that's. I, I was taken back on how they almost gave up and Albany disorganized, no discipline. It was. It was actually. It's a great win. People say it's a great win to bounce back. It makes you feel good when you win. That's awesome. But Albany was not a good team.
1: So is it fair to Worst say Worst team that, I've seen from Albany in a long time. So what surprised you more? Is it fair to say I, Albany's it, I, play surprised you more than SU's play? No, uh, SU's play
2: was great because they, they did the right thing. So, you know, they frustrated Nanako quickly. They slid to him. They were physical. That was all the good things that they did. They shot well. They found the over-the-top. And the one great thing that Syracuse did— well, two great things I'm going to say. They went and put the ball behind the goal. The ball went behind the goal. It originated with the attack— and then John T. Desko got fired up. He was on people, in refs. The old John Desko was back. The intensity that he had when he coached back in the day. Could we see a rebirth here? I don't know. We will know tomorrow. Did you see a, a sense of urgency in that game that maybe did not exist in the oh my Colgate God, game? Oh, God, yes. There's a sense of urgency. Somebody's going to get fired. I mean, it wasn't going to be Not him, necessarily from the coaches. I'm saying from the players. Yeah because you if you don't you stink. You're straight up going to be that that you're going to be the like going to have a bullseye on you saying you're a disaster, you're killing the program. Nobody wants to be part of the the demise of a of a classic uh you know powerhouse they lose that game, and it all, it, it's all—it's pandemonium. Cats and dogs raining from the heavens. Whatever you got to do, it doesn't matter.
1: It was a thirteen-five win uh, by Syracuse over Albany. Bradley Voigt came through with, with six goodness. goals. I think it, he won the game. It was six-five. Bradley Voigt. had an assist as well. Uh, what did you see out of his game? And, and did you know that that this kid was capable of doing that?
2: Yeah. Let's listen. Let's not blow the guy up. He had six goals in one game. Let's let's take a deep breath. I was around legends. Guys that got six goals. If he gets starts to get six goals every game, then we'll talk about it. But
1: Still, one, getting six goals in one game. Listen, Did no, you know he was capable of that? Yeah,
2: absolutely. They were finding the over the top. I mean, Albany's defense was so shrunk down to the pipes that when the ball skipped over the top, they were so low, he was getting step-down shots. That's all you have to do when you originate the ball from behind, especially in Syracuse offense. That's the reason why you want to put the ball back there. He was hitting spots, though. His shot was on. He was hitting the low elbows like crazy. Then he blasted one high. There was a lot of good things that happened out of that game. I mean, I loved it right off the bat. I don't know who number thirty-four is in the ride. He's a kid who rides the pine, but he straight up chirped Nanakoke right off the bat, and Nanakoke went right at him. And I was, I looked at it. I was sitting in the executive box with my boy Hollywood and uh, Jason Gebhardt, who is the uh, girls' uh, goalie coach with Gary, one of my old teammates. And I watched and I couldn't believe how Nanakoke got taken out of his game before the game even started. Let me just say this, guys. You have to be able to be mentally tough at the division one level if you 're not it 's just not going to go well for you and he got rattled right off the bat thirteen five Syracuse one and one got back in the top twenty at
1: least yeah that, that's right after you think that was mercy the... you think that was mercy No no I mean I mean they beat Albany by eight goals now you know. gross Albany was gross sorry i 'm not trying to take away from it, but Albany was. I, maybe my high school team might have competed with Albany. So Syracuse fell out of the, the coach's poll for the first time in about seven years. They're back in uh, this week after they. You know that any time
2: that they get a chance to kick Syracuse in the face, everybody, right? It happens. You know that, right? Like any time you can get a chance, especially in our day, we used to Who's say. Whose day? We're talking about the lacrosse world in general. Okay. Any They used to, poor Coach Simmons. He he Great story, though. I got a chance to walk out. One of the highlights of my career, I tweeted it. I'm at... Uncle Ricky Beast. If anybody wants to give me the follow, I walked out out of stadium control and able to have Coach Simmons help him it was one of the greatest highlights of my life. And I have a lot of good highlights in my life when it comes to lacrosse. You're talking about this past weekend. This past weekend, got to give him a, I kissed him like 800 times. I tried to hug him. I gave him everything, and I helped him get in his jeep, and it was awesome. That's how much the guy means, at least to me. And I know to a bunch of alumnus and it was good. I went around, you know, I was up in that executive box with Mooney got me up there and I walk around like I always do at halftime and got a chance to see, you know, Ryan Powell call in the game. I got a chance to you know the Eagle kid, you know, I went to the the uh, the AD's box.
1: I got a chance to see so many old school good guys. It was great. All right. We'll get back to lacrosse in a second, but let's, let's talk about that for a moment. You, you say he means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Why? What, me, what, what, well, do you know that you know the story, right? I, I, I nobody knows this.
2: He does. He tells it every once in a while. I, uh, I, I I halfway through my freshman year, I just walked in and I was like, I'm done. He was like, it was. I, I, I started driving home, and I turned around about Tully and and pulled back. No one really knows the story. I turned around, drove back because I realized that uh, that guy was the only guy guy's ever going to put up with my blank, and. I walked in. I said, "I can't. I'm sorry, Coach. I don't think there's anybody else to let me be me." And uh, and he tells it. He tells it in his way. Obviously, he's a better storyteller than I am. And for that, I was very thankful that he let me always be me. But you got to think about it. Here I am, a freshman. So I was. I was watching uh, the Carolina game. I was a freshman. My first one on one in college. I put it on Instagram. I stripped John Webster, who was a second team All American the year before, one of the nation's leaders. I'm a freshman, and I had. He had the confidence in me to number 1 start me, number 2 put me on everybody's top guy all year long. And I and I except for like certain games when the matchup was right, like he liked it rookie on rookie whenever there was a freshman, he coach Simmons is is a is a consummate alpha male. I don't think people understand that about him. His father being who he was, his father was an alpha male. He is the consummate alpha male. The only time I wasn't put on the best player on the other opposing team was when it was a freshman on freshman, because he always wanted to say, my freshman's better than yours. And it was unbelievable. Like He had enough cojones. He put Roy Colsey on the man up. as I was at Roy's house the other day. I did did three takeaway clinics right this week. I went in Long Island, Connecticut, Boston, and uh, I happened to stop by at Roy's, Roy's facility is where I did the one clinic. So I was sitting with Roy, and I was laughing. I'm watching this game, this Carolina game, and I'm like, my God, man, you were on man up as a freshman. That much confidence. By the way, he was on a man-up with f- four Hall of Famers.
1: Four Hall of Famers. I feel like there's a piece to the story uh, missing, and that would be, why did you decide you were going to quit halfway oh. through your freshman year? Can, you, a, can you share well, that? I'm whacked. Well, we know that, but I don't know. I don't know per se. I think I,
2: just, I used to get frustrated. Like you were going to leave school? Oh, yeah, I was like, on my way down. Like uh, not quit the team? I Is this even, during yeah. the season? Yeah. Okay. During the fall, just in the fall, fall. yeah, I just had enough. Why? I think I I think I missed home first of all. Then, you know, you got to remember until I until until I moved here and met Tori, I had never been North of Cicero, right? Like, I didn't know the world existed North of Cicero. So, to me, it was you know I just didn't. And and Syracuse was the right place. you know a ton of. Local, ton of tri-state area people. That's where I'm from. They look like me, talk like me, sound like me, act like me. Um, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't remember why. I think I got frustrated. I was just immature. Really, I mean, you know, when you're a, when you're an, al- when you're an athlete at Division One level, you have so much arrogance. You always have to have it. I, I, I think the difference between myself and a lot of the guys, the reason why I was became, I got to the level I did it's cuz my arrogance on a field like i always tell people that i'm the toughest guy on a field with a helmet i fight anyone with a helmet i can i'll be I'll, I'll beat anyone with a helmet i'm not the toughest guy off the field but every time i step foot on a field i always thought that so i think it's just my ego got probably bruised or maybe you know i i you know maybe i didn't get babied enough i didn't need attention i got plenty of that i think it was just that was it. I just think I had enough. Maybe I missed home. I was a whole host of things. But the that guy, so fair I, enough to I, say I, he changed your life. Oh, changed everything. Gave me. I mean, think about it. Why would I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that guy? He never put me on the field. He could have said, "Let this kid, who's loud, obnoxious, who screams and yells and talks smack to everybody, who comes to practice, works hard, starts fights." Like you know, I, I'm that guy. I, I I maybe think I'm just like Coach in a lot of ways.
1: And I had 50 teammates in my lifetime that are the same way. Three one five, four three seven, seventy six, forty four. We got a lot still to get to from that Albany game and of course a big one tomorrow inside the dome between Syracuse and Army. The women taking on Northwestern in It's a huge tomorrow game as well. It is a huge game. We'll get to that. We could talk about that along. game. I watched that whole game from start to finish, by the way. All right. We're gonna take our first time out. Again, phone lines open for the next forty five minutes if you want to join in. We're brought to you in part by Tully's and by the Empower Federal Credit Union. Back after this on the upstate lacrosse show.
0: This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Here are your hosts, former Syracuse lacrosse four-time All-American Rick Beardsley and Stephen Fonte.
1: Stephen, Rick, with you up until 10 o'clock. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We're brought to you in part by the Kenny Kenny Law Firm. And by the Saltine Warrior. And, uh, Rick, we get back to this Syracuse-Albany game uh, from a week o- ago. One of the, the numbers that just jumps off the page at you, at least it did to me, uh, was the ground ball battle. Syracuse wins the ground ball battle 44-24 to uh, after losing the ground ball battle the week before against Colgate uh, 31-25. Does that just speak to maybe more than anything desire, desire?
2: Desire really was. I mean, you know, the ground balls is in your heart. And Syracuse had to come out and play hard. I mean, if they were to lose another game to another New York State team, that is not good. They were prepared. They were definitely more prepared than they were last week. Uh, So I can tell you that that ground ball, when you have that disparity of 20 ground balls, you know, ground balls are a two-goal swing is what my high school coach used to say, right? And what I mean by that, and I've said it before on the show years and years ago, is that uh, you have an opportunity to score a goal or get scored on. Syracuse twenty plus ground balls on Albany, unbelievable. But what I really stood out to me about what Albany did was the face-offs. Albany gave up for about two quarters there, from the like second and third quarter. They decided to just stick a long stick, and he stood up. That stuff doesn't
1: work anymore. If ground balls equates to two goals, how much does you know beating your opponent by twenty ground balls equate to? Oh God, it's probably more than two oh, goals. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's
2: a. I mean, it was it was a. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not taking anything away from from Syracuse at all. The big test will truly be tomorrow. I mean, the bottom line is this: you're not supposed to lose the Colgate. It's very simple. But Colgate's hung in there with a lot of good teams, so that just shows Colgate's for real. Uh, but Syracuse will have its test to be able to get in the top 15 because Albany, you got to remember, these guys defend our country. These guys are not soft. This game could get physical. If if Syracuse is going to go back to being that physical way,
1: this could be a fun season in a lot of ways for the fans. Colgate two and one on the year the one loss, uh coming to a top five team in Maryland eleven it was to only, six. Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. That's and, and I can't believe Maryland's not putting up those numbers.
1: 76-44. to the phone lines. We go. Doug in North Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Doug. Good
3: morning, boys. Good morning. Um Rick, I'll tell you one thing I liked about the face offs was um Desco rotated his players, man. I I Kind of been screaming about that for a couple of years. He, he tends to just wear his logo off. So I was real glad to see that he had three face off guys out there. So
2: That's Hopefully Coach Donahue, get... to be honest with you, Doug. So you know, he has carte blanche and control of the face offs. So you're Say aware. He, Coach Donahue is the guy that always takes care oh, of the face off okay. guys. And you're right. He doesn't usually go yeah. to, in that rotation. And he seemed to. You know, The one thing about the Syracuse lineup, Doug, I don't know what you see, but they are kind of deep. There's a lot of players that yeah. are, are just like each other,
0: right? And, uh, absolutely, they, they have yeah, to they, do they, that.
3: They, they all did a good job out there. Yes, I'll tell you, I was surprised last week when you said you would have put Melon on uh, Nanakoke. Not that I have a big problem with that. Yeah, but um, you need a little bit of beef on that boy. And I got to tell you, Mister Bomberry absolutely owned him. And if I'm being real honest, yeah, I don't think he did a bad job on him last year either. I know Nanakoke walked out there with, out, of, out of that game with a few points, but I thought Bonberry manned up pretty good for him. So. I, I, uh, I agree.
2: The great thing he did was they shut him off, right? They made him try to work for the ball. And we, we all know he doesn't want to work for the ball. Uh, yeah. And they doubled did him they, quick. I, they beat I, I, him, did him did up. You, they were Bonberry
3: physical. Absolutely. absolutely. He took him out of the game. Yeah. It was incredible. This will be a big test with the Army boys. I, 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 I think Houston's up for it, though. This is I hope a so. good one. So. I hope this so. Product, I don't want to take over your whole show here, so... I'll get off and let other people come in, but I will put out my little reminder to the veterans band, two-buck tickets for tomorrow. So grab a couple of friends, and you can buy four of them. as a veteran at two bucks. A pop. That's, a That's great. Good Love it. So gather up the troops and march up to the dome, boys.
1: Yeah, and thanks for having me on. boy. <laughs> Appreciate checking in, Doug. As always, 315 437 As long as he, he brought up the, the defensive effort, I guess let's go there next. Uh, you know, we, we all knew – who Syracuse was going to have to stop in order to win this game, or at least slow down, and, and they really did stop him. I mean, Tohka and Naticok finished with uh, two goals in this contest. But as you said, frustrated, didn't want to work for the ball, uh, was clearly frustrated on the sidelines in the game. He, they they took him out of his game. So what you result, say? You flicked
2: they, off the camera.
1: Yeah, I went there, dude. I'll go there. You don't like to go there. No, I, I don't. You're telling me that stuff. The
2: dude flicked off the camera. That's amazing. He just told. he, he said I'm I wear number one. That's what he said. I was wearing number one. I mean that's the ultimate sign that the opponent is in a your head. Oh, he was pretty rattled. Now Army's not going to get rattled. These guys, you know, they're 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 the creme de la creme of of humans when it comes to uh, everything that uh, that is the epitome of, of of a person, right? The the cadets, these guys defend our country. I have the utmost respect. Joe Albarisi is an, Aub- an Auburn guy. Uh, the Albarisi family is huge in lacrosse in Auburn. Joe is one of the greatest guys in the game. He's got a low, couple of local recruits. He also, you know, he's just got like uh, you know Tangredi. Mike Tangredi has just signed with those guys. He, uh, a senior out of Beeville. You know, the funny thing is they have a freshman who's their leading scorer. So that is going to be an interesting go at it. The the niche turn kid um, got twelve points. I'd love to. That's going to be a fun battle. I wonder how good that kid really is. It's going to get melon on him. We know that one. Um, They just got good balance scoring across the ball. Good wins. UMass is a good team, 12-11. The Gurs in the Big Ten, Rutgers, they squeaked away. The cardiac style, everybody's their cardiac for the first two games, 10-9. And then Marist, Uh, my boy Keegan's team.
1: Uh, 10-4. Yeah, our Army 3-0, and oh, and two of those wins, as you by mentioned, the way, by, by one goal. huge
2: loss for LeMoyne.
1: Are you kidding yeah. me? We'll... To
2: Mercy? i, I got to get into it. All I'm to right, get Danny. into it now. Okay. I can't believe that they lost. I took a chirp because my buddy is on the staff at, at Mercy. I couldn't believe they could only score seven goals. 10-7 with a shot clock. Ugh. And we'll get into LeMoyne. hurts Le Moyne my heart. We're getting into LeMoyne
1: Dan. and Colgate and Cornell later in the show. LeMoyne uh, looking to bounce back uh, later today, 1 o'clock in Buffalo against Seton Hill. You mentioned Army 3-0. Uh, two of those wins for Army coming by a single goal. Um, so, they, I mean, they've been tested and they, they've they won a couple of close games. So they're going to come here with a lot of confidence. Oh, God, they're not intimidated
2: by Syracuse whatsoever. I mean, and that's the problem that's happened with the program over the last couple of years. The Dome is not intimidating to anybody because everybody has big facilities. You know, Army play. And Army's won here. Yes, they have. And and they come in. Army if Army throws a couple if I was Army, honestly, they're the better team, obviously on paper. I'd throw some defensive schemes at them, like slap a zone every once in a while, shut off a guy on the man up. I would do all sorts of things to see if Syracuse is is prepared. Because it seemed like Syracuse was not prepared at all for anything Colgate was doing. And then they were prepared, finally, for what? Albany was doing, but Albany was honestly, like I said earlier, they're not a good team.
1: All right. So let me ask you this before we take our next time out. This is kind of the million dollar question when it comes to this team. Do you think Syracuse is more like what we saw in the opener against Colgate or more like what we saw last week against Albany?
2: I think they're kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm going to, I think they're. I think it's who you So get. you don't think the
1: opener was a fluke?
2: No. I think the opener is like who they are, at least at that point. I think the opener was opened up everybody's eyes, meaning it, it exposed the laziness of coaching. It exposed the laziness of kids. Uh, and Colgate was exemplary. Exemplary? Geez, I can't even speak. They were perfect at executing, enjoying themselves as a team, I mean, Colgate across the board honestly deserved that win by all means, and they are a better lacrosse team. I can't believe that, you know, Colgate. I mean, if they play, I think if Colgate played Syracuse
1: this week, Colgate wins again. Personally, so let me ask you this: uh, based on what you saw in the Albany game, what would you like to see this Syracuse team carry over from what they did last weekend to this weekend? The intensity, the intensity was great.
2: They came out with veracity. They came out angry. They wanted to win. Like That's what I love. I love it. I mean, they came out ready to go. That's what I'd like to see them carry on. I'd like to see also, if you want to talk about technical stuff that everybody wants to hear me talk about, have the ball go behind the goal like it did finally. And they used the attack. The attack originated the offense a lot. And that, look what we saw. They scored goals. They found the skip pass.
1: Uh, and that's what I want to see again. All right, to the phone lines we go at 315-437-7644. Mark in Fayetteville up next on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Hey, Mark.
4: Morning, boys. How are you? Good. How are you? All right. Hey, Rick, I got to tell you, I, I, I am not by any means a lacrosse expert, but what I do know is this. The honesty and, you know, upfrontness that you speak of with Syracuse's Quality of play, players, their opponents is refreshing because what we don't hear typically in Syracuse is former players, you know, say on the football, basketball side of the house that speak that bluntly. And I kind of feel like it's refreshing and it's good to hear. Again, I'm not a lacrosse guy, not an expert. Neither am I, Mark. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I, I know you're not, but yeah, obviously, I'm just I'm kidding. Yeah, no, but no, 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 I know. Why yeah, yeah. Do you think it is? Why do you think it is that former players, like, say, on the football, basketball side of the house, aren't as open and honest?
2: I don't know. These guys, uh, I really just feel that, I think, locally, if you're honest about the way and, – and, again, Mark, I, I, as you know, I, I bleed orange. I love the place. I love this town. I, I'm a That's huge cool. fan of it here, you know. And I just think that, you know, you got to sometimes say what you have to say. And, and, again, I don't mean to be like a basher and a beater and – uh. And there's some great things that Syracuse done, but right now I'm not sold. I mean, the reason why I also get upset is that to be a 19 seed, right, to be number 19 is unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Would you— uh,
4: written, yeah. and, and again, I don't mean yeah. to cut you off, no, but that yeah. would be equivalent to Alabama football being the 25th exactly. team in the country. Exactly, that
2: and that's unacceptable in Alabama. That's unacceptable at Auburn. That's unacceptable at Clemson. You know, when you have a powerhouse and you're supposed to have a powerhouse to be 19th. Now, if we were talking about Syracuse being fourth, then it'd be a different story. And I love how people keep saying that, oh, there's so many kids playing the game. There's all this. Okay, we'll look at high point. Okay, well, then you know what? Recruit like high point. Do a better job. And that's, that. again, that's where I, I appreciate the fact that you, that you appreciate how I am, Mark. I'm not for everybody. I admit that. Uh, but I do certainly believe in saying it like it is and, you know, seeing it, you know, I guess calling it how I see it, I want to be saying it in a different light all week long. I want to be talking about how good the team is, how great they are, how there's no problems. I mean, they did play a pretty flawless game, but Albany, again, was not a quality team. Albany might have had an off day, but again... You know, Syracuse. We need to clean it up. We need to prove ourselves in Division One. We don't have the prowess anymore that we used to have. We need to get back to that, and we can. It's very easy. We are Syracuse.
4: Right. Well, I, I appreciate the honor, yeah, Mark. And thanks team. for listening. Good job as always. Thank you for your time,
1: boys. Thanks for listening, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you checking in, Mark. 7644 four three seven seventy six forty four. We're halfway home on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Quick timeout. Back after this on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Here are your hosts, former Syracuse lacrosse four-time All-American Rick Beardsley and Stephen Fonte. All right, we're back on the Upstate Lacrosse Show. We're brought to you in part by
1: Burger King and by the Highfield Associates. Time to go to the Who phone doesn't lines. love Highfield
2: Associates? My boy Joe Bonacci. Who doesn't love Burger King? You want to know what, folks? You know what I love at Burger King and I I, I eat it? I try to limit it now because last year I got a little portly. Doing it every day, thanks to the trade with the show of uh, our boys at Burger King, the Bartlett friends. I can tell you this who does not love a wrap? The enormous burrito wrap. If you take the cheese out and you take out the hash browns, it's actually kind of healthy and so delicious. Oh my God. I love Burger King. And whenever I need a call center, I think of Highfield Associates, I think of my boy Joe Bonacci. Former Syracuse star, love Joey B, avid listeners, been on the show. Now that's good for your sponsors. Did you just see how I, I am a pro. Steve, I am such a consummate pro at this radio stuff,
1: and this is just what I call it, radio stuff. As I'm sitting here listening to you talk, I'm, just, How I'm smooth amazed. How am I? Well, I've known you for a while, and so yeah. it shouldn't amaze me, but I am still amazed that you are like an 8-year-old in a grown man's body. Absolutely. Like you, like you really are.
2: I, I, I Mentally, I'm still an 8-year-old. <laughs> I think intelligence-wise, I might be 9 at this point. I think uh, I know that I can do... I can't do Angela's homework at CBA. It's really tough. Uh, I can do... Viviana's in uh, at Bear Road, and she's in third grade. I can handle that third grade stuff. So that's
1: that's that's right about eight I know. I saw
2: your sister, you know, because she teaches at CBA, and so I see her, and I, I always think I'm like, should I just go in that class and learn? <laughs> I think it's going to be
1: over your head. It's over my head. I will tell you that. That's well, true. You went to Ithaca. You were a bomber, though. I was a bomber. Uh, let's not keep our guests waiting. Jamie we do this is the every... best;
2: he does it. My he's used to me at this point. We
1: we do this every week. We keep our guests waiting. Uh, he's a, a former Brown star in the Brown Hall of Fame. He was an All American back in 1989. Uh, Jamie Monroe, our guest on the show. Jamie, sorry to keep you waiting. How are you today?
4: I'm doing great, guys. Not a problem at all. And Rick, I mean, listen, that was an unbelievable,
1: uh, you know, <laughs> an unbelievable
4: way to uh, pump up your sponsors. And I was taking notes.
2: I mean, you wanted to go out and get an egg burrito right then and there. I know we did. Okay. So, yeah, I really did. So but I wanted right?
4: a little bit a little more of a healthy one with, with no cheese. That's no right. Ice.
2: That's what you do. If you do that, it's perfectly good for you. Now, you're down in Chapel Hill, Jamie. You, you said right now. So, Colin, you're, 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 is he your oldest son? Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah, I got a boy and two girls. Yep. Uh, so, he's a and, sophomore at uh, yep. Carolina. And,
2: he, and who, who's Carolina playing today, brother?
4: They're playing the Blue Jays. Oh, I know. That's why I said that. that. have never been 0-3 in the history of the program. It is 42 degrees and pouring.
2: Oh, it's like typical Syracuse summer.
4: (laughs) Exactly. Well, let's call it late May. Memorial Day.
2: That, well... So, so the reason why we have Jamie on, Jamie has Jamie. Can you tell us what you're doing with your podcasts, all the type yeah. of the teaching? I really want to know because it's so interesting to me the way you utilize technology to reach the masses of this game.
4: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, so real quick, I mean, I coached Division One lacrosse for yeah. around 20 years yep. as a head coach at Denver, yep. and then. I got out and and, and started this lacrosse company called 3D Lacrosse, which I sold about two years ago. And then I just decided to really dive into the digital side of things, mostly because I'm a non computer honestly. And I was like, all right, well, I can't do anything in person. i got to figure out a way to do it uh, on video. And I'm still as passionate about lacrosse as I've ever been, and um, I just love studying it, and it's been really cool. So I I basically do player analysis. I do coaches training. I have a podcast uh, that I call – the Phil Lacrossepi podcast which is basically the, the the philosophy of lacrosse and um and, and basically i get you know coaches on rick i'm going to get you on there hopefully in the next month so i'm really pumped up to talk a little defense and the lost art of uh, the takeaways um and um but and i also have a, a weekly uh, deal right now with uh, Andy Tower who i guess came on your show last week yep we have and we have I a host of brown talk guys about coming the games of the week a similar conversation to what you guys had. So, yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun. Uh, JM3sports.com, uh, JM3podcasts.com. I'm in the middle right writing my, my weekly blog right now, which I will, uh, I'm going to pump up Rick Beardsley in this thing. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, you'll get, just, like, you'll it's get a massive it. uh, content creation deal, but I, I really love it. So, if you like uh, cutting edge lacrosse content, you know, uh, track me down and I think you'll like what, you, what you're checking out.
1: All right, Jamie. Uh, we appreciate you coming on today. Uh, we want to get your, I guess, early assessment of this Syracuse team. We spend an hour every week talking Syracuse lacrosse. They opened, yep. as I, I know you're well aware, with a 12-9 loss to Colgate and then bounced back with a, you know, an eight-goal win a week ago against Albany. I, I threw this out to Rick in the last segment. Curious to get your thoughts as well. Do you think this Syracuse team is more like what we saw in the opener or moving forward, they'll be more like what we saw l- last week against uh, the Albany Great Danes?
4: I think that they're going to continue to get better. I mean, the, the, the Syracuse coaching staff, you know, ha, has done a, really an amazing job. And I, I think that, you know, Syracuse fans are, are, are you know, and rightly so, they're a little bit spoiled because you, you, you were went to so many Final Fours and have won so many championships. But, but these guys, um, year in and year out, um, find ways to win, and they find ways to win close games. Now, obviously, you know, the the uh, Colgate game was uh, was one that, you know, a, a fan isn't going to love to see. But that Colgate team kind of is like one of those teams that's a lot better than you kind of thought. And then to go in and stick it to Albany as well as they did, I feel like they're going in a great direction. I think they're starting to find themselves offensively, uh, which Coach Donahue, I love what they run. I, 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 I love Coach Donahue's offense. Um, do you really? Do you really? Offense. I do. It's a four-out. The four midfield rotation Interesting. to attack it. And I love it. I'll tell you why. They never used the attack, it... though,
2: they did last week, Jamie. That was the key to it. They used the attack last week.
4: Well, I mean, I, I, I think that that when it's run well, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean they can't have a bad Yeah, absolutely. Game, you no, know, absolutely. But I, I love the fact, what I love about it is it, it gives two attackmen the space to operate and play two man games or to mirror one another with the ball and it gives this sort of high offense opportunity where most three-man rotations, okay, they give you a a dodger, a follow and a float. And then, and then the only option is to have an attackman cut. And and what, what the the serious motion gives you is is the the flexibility to have attackman up in the midfield motions and middies cutting as if they were attackmen, And that's, that's really hard to guard, and um, many many programs have copied this offense. I mean, I mean, honestly, everybody kind of has in one yep, way shape or form. They absolutely so
2: do. You're right. I yeah. love
4: that. I think Leland Leland did a great job defensively this past week. I mean, Colby has got some got some tough you know had some tough some tough matchups, um, and I just think that they were just a little bit you know by, taken by surprise by them. And I think last last week they dug in, they they shut down Tahoka. Uh, they did a good job on Eccles. They, you know, had better shot selection. By the way, RP does an unbelievable job uh, on the on the analysis too. If you listen to that guy, you're going to learn something. So, anyways, I, I look for them to uh, to have a really tough game today with Army. Um, but I, I I feel like they're they're poised to to continue to do what they've done, which is maybe not have the postseason success everybody wants. But man, I mean, they they won the they won the league again. I mean, the coach coach Desco has been like coach of the year in the ACC. Five years in a
2: row I
0: believe. Right? Like every, yeah
4: I mean it's yep. insane so you know I know we all judge everything on postseason. We um, do. And that's fair yep. that's the, the standard that's been set but um, you know I should you know but they, they, do, a, they do a phenomenal job so I'm a yeah. fan of the program.
1: Jamie, we've had a few weeks now to you know to see college lacrosse and, and see the new rules in action. Just curious to get your your takeaways from the new rules and and whether or not you think they're they're healthy for the for the game of lacrosse moving forward. You know, especially the shot clock and, and some of the other minor changes that have been made.
4: Yeah, uh, so healthy. I mean, number one, you know, we can just watch like the whole game because it used to be if I was watching or recording, I would be fast forwarding through forty percent. Okay, because I'm just not going to sit there and watch people play sub games when they're just not really doing it. They're just killing time. So that that is a win right there for the fan. And it's a win for the players. Also, everyone, you know, talking to, talking to uh, college coaches like uh, defense coordinator at Notre Dame, Jerry Byrne, it's like, yeah, well, it's going to be a lot harder to play defense when people are actually trying to score the whole time. I mean, it's pretty easy to play defense when people aren't trying to score and they're just going to hold the ball for as long as they can. So the shot clock, huge. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't. I still don't know if we know. How it's truly going to manifest itself, we haven't, there's not enough data yet. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but, you know, there seems to be, you can say it's a defensive rule and that eventually the scores are going to come down a little bit. But so far, people are trying to score a lot more, so the scores are up. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, the dive, man, I love the dive. I was so pissed. You know, Dom Starzer was my coach at Brown, and he ended up being the head of the committee when he was in Virginia, and he had the all-time greatest divers, and and they, and they got rid of the dive. They should just go back to how the dive was. I, I agree. There, are there
2: stats that everybody just blew these out. I mean, goalies get hurt. It is what it is. I mean, I can't say that I'm not a goalie. You know, I'm not the dad of a goalie, but you're right. Just let it be. Let it be exciting,
4: you know? And obviously, and by I the mean, way, don't I'm, penalize that's how I someone feel about for it. That. I, I just, I don't, I don't think there's going to be. You know, I think you want to call an unsportsmanlike because you're charging a goalie hey. like in boxing. I would just call it the way they call it in the NLL. Are you in the case or not? Did you, did you run the goalie? I mean, if you run the goalie, then you're going to get a penalty. And if you don't run the goalie and you get pushed into it, then, you know, and you don't, and it's just simple as that. And, you know, at you might as well allow fighting. You know, if they run the goalie, then allow somebody to fight.
2: Well, I'd I like what?
4: to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fans would, too. Uh, uh,
4: <laughs> the box... Um, the box size is interesting too. I would love to see the, uh, you know the, you know the, the if there was a way to sort of get analytics on whether or not there are more breaks. There's gotta be because because basically it takes longer to get a guy off and get a guy on. So there's no question. It's harder to cut down breaks, which is funny because the, the rule was the box was extended, you know, from five yards on each side of the line to ten in order to create more offense. And all it did was cut down fast breaks. So going back is huge. And then I think the twenty seconds. You know, which isn't a new rule I mean it's a new rule to division one, but it's a, it's a previous rule. It used yep. to be that you had twenty yep. seconds to clear, and the riding yep. game was was uh, more prevalent I mean uh, honestly i I, I don't know. Rick, did you know about the r v tour that I took where I went around the country and yeah. you know checked out schools well, every single school was working on getting that ball out as quickly as they possibly can, particularly when a defenseman gets the ball on the off offense side, they are pushing that thing up, and um no longer are the days where You know, you just kind of like catch it, hang out, and let everybody sub and kill a little bit of time. So, I I, I think the rules overall are awesome. I think the only bad thing is just the way that the dive is being officiated. I think it's kind of a disaster that way.
1: Jamie, last one from me: Uh, When you look at other sports like college football, for instance, this past year it was clearly Alabama, Clemson, and then there was a drop off to the next tier. Or in college basketball, for instance, you know we cover Syracuse here locally, and in the ACC it's you know Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, and then there's a drop off to everybody else. As you look at, at the early part of the college lacrosse season, do you see you know, two, three, four teams that you believe are kind of in a tier or in a class all by themselves this season?
4: I don't. I mean, not, not the way college football has been. Um, I mean, it may play itself out that way, but I think it might be a little bit too early to say. I mean, Penn State, you know, I mean, they just haven't played anybody yet. So let, let, let's, say, let's say if Penn State hammers Yale, then you know, then the answer to that question might be, yeah, maybe they are. Um, but I, but does anyone really think that's going to happen? Um, and Yale, you know, Yale after one day of practice took it to Syracuse, but but even that was, you know, listen, neither team's trying to win a scrimmage. If you're going to start t- diving into like trying to get a lot of information out of a scrimmage score, then then I think you're mistaken. So you know, we'll we'll have to see. But you know, Loyola, I, I think Loyola is excellent. Um, but I don't think I don't think they've even though they've they've got. A couple of big wins. I, I, I'm not sure that they played elite competition yet. So I, I just don't think we can say that it's quite. I think there's still parity. I think there's probably going to be ten teams that compete each other. All
0: right, that's yeah, my take on.
1: And, and that's why I asked. You know, I, I, think the same thing. I think Rick believes the the same thing as well. A lot of parity uh, this year in Cal's lacrosse should be a whole lot of fun. Listen, Jamie, we really enjoyed this. Jamie. Thanks so much for uh, the time, and awesome, hopefully we can do it again down the road. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks. See you. Take Keep care. going
2: the game, brother. Keep going the game. Go UNC today.
1: Because yeah, no, you know I'm not going to root you. for
2: Hopkins. Come on.
4: <laughs> Never. <laughs> exactly. Let them be 0-3. Yeah, absolutely.
2: A
1: dead Blue Jay right. is a good Blue Jay. All right. Yeah. All right,
2: gentlemen.
4: Thanks.
1: There he is, Jamie Monroe. We've got to take our final time out. we got about 10 minutes left in the show, so still time for a call at 315-437-7644. We'll wrap up the show right after this on ESPN Radio.
0: This is the Upstate Lacrosse Show. Here are your hosts, former Syracuse Lacrosse, four-time All-American Rick Beardsley, and Stephen Fonti. All right, we're back on the upstate lacrosse show. We've got like three minutes left
1: in the program as we look ahead to some other games. Did you did you not this weekend? I am doing this. So I'm
2: wearing, folks, if you if you if you guys are in the car, go to my Instagram live, Rick, R-I-C Beardsley, B-E-R-D-S-L-E-Y. You can see what we're doing in the show. I am wearing a football helmet that is signed by the Floyd Little uh, doing the show here. Uh, it doesn't look very pretty on me. Though, no, but I'm gonna. I vowed to do the last segment. Hi, honey. Hope you're doing well. My wife just she's driving home from Florida yeah. with the kids. By the way, one of the top forty athletes of all time in the city, probably one of the top one hundred of the all time when they do it, and probably the top wife in America. Browning points. Uh,
1: this is. The Rick Beardsley show, not the Upstate Lacrosse show right now. You remember when I said a couple segments ago that you're like an 8-year-old in a grown-up's Dude, body? Dude, it's great. I, this I, is a good look. I think I gave you too much credit. But I got a helmet signed by Floyd Little on. Focus. Okay, we, we literally have like two minutes left for right, the show. are talking about? How about the SU women? Big one oh, tomorrow against watch Northwestern. Oh, They
2: had them 5 nothing. Oh, they had them, man. I love Gary and the girls. They did a great job. Reggie, they, you know what? They're, like I said, they're a better team... Then a thirteen. They just got Sam Apuzo killed him the Twarton trophy winner. She had like seven, I think. I went there with me and Hollywood. We're sitting on the other side. I got in the dance cam, threw some moves out there. Uh I can still boogie woogie woogie. Um, and
1: that's it. Sorry. The women uh play at noon tomorrow. The men, of course, are yeah, unbelievable.
2: You know, my favorite player is a Northwestern. She's a director of operations. Her name is Nicole Beardsley from Boston Spa, New York, number twenty seven, the lefty. She's not playing anymore, folks, but
1: I love it. Couple of the teams in action this weekend. <laughs> Cornell playing host to Lehigh tomorrow at one o'clock. By the way, Cornell with a big win over Hobart,
2: right? And Hobart could score some goals. Oh my 19, goodness,
1: 16, A lot of goals Jeff scored in T that game. Six and two for Cornell. We're talking about they might be the best team in the state of New York. Colgate uh, back in action on Tuesday. They fell to Maryland last week, eleven to six. Uh, they'll take on Hobart uh, on Tuesday. LeMoyne women. Open up their season next weekend against the University of Indianapolis, and, and the men, as we touched on earlier in the show, uh, taking on Seton Hill today in Buffalo. That's at no pushover, by the way. Seton Hill beat them in the Final Four last year. All right, final minute of the show as we look ahead to Syracuse Albany. We circle back to the top of the show talking about the Syracuse men. What does this game come down to tomorrow inside the dome? Who wants it more? That's what it comes down to, folks.
2: Who wants it more? It comes down to hustle, head, and heart. Head, heart, hustle. I'm kidding. It's just head, heart, hustle. That's what we do. It really does come down with all seriousness to who can pick the ball up off the floor. Army's going to score goals. Army's more methodical. They'll play as hard as they can. It'll be a a great game. It's a one-goal
1: game tomorrow I got. All right. In 10 seconds, I need your prediction. We do it at the end of the show every week. I just like the way I look in this helmet. I need a prediction. Who wins tomorrow? Uh...
2: Jesus, I pick with my heart last week. Five seconds. I'm gonna pick with my heart again.
1: Uh, I got believe it or not, I got Army by one. All right, we're out of time. We'll see how you do for Rick Beersley. I'm Stephen Fonte. Enjoy the weekend.